0: it's a podcast? It's gonna be explicit. Uh so I believe I believe in that I, I curse in front of my grandma. Whenever somebody is a you wouldn't curse in front of your grandmother, fuck that bitch, you would. <laughs>
1: uh well if we're gonna uh, be explicit then, then I'll go ahead and I will not use my last
0: name. I, but that's also that's exactly where I was getting to. Uh yeah. I can What well, I can clean it up. Yeah
1: yeah yeah i well i think in general i probably shouldn't like just be popping off um you know the word you know yeah. that's like a little sensitive matter for some people it's my favorite word but not for other people
0: um what's going to ha- oh okay what's also going to happen is that we only have 40 minutes to talk got it um, so where it's going to go off but then we're just going to turn it off and then rejoin the zoom immediately afterwards if you want to keep talking okay uh we could talk for as long as you want. I can edit it down or I can post the entire thing.
1: Okay. I dig it. Um yeah, I like the idea of like breaking it down into the multiple episodes and everything. Um uh, are you ready, Catherine? Or, huh?
0: Are you ready, Catherine? Yeah. Uh five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Big Joe Studio. It's your host, Big Joe. I'm here with
1: I'm Catherine. Catherine.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Um I'm currently waiting for my Starbucks to be delivered by DoorDash. Um because even though I'm an anti-capitalist, I fall into the system every day and that's okay, you know? We just got to do what we can.
0: I understand. Uh, Now, Catherine and I have been friends for a long time. How long has it been? Uh, So we've been friends. Holy shit, has it been a decade?
1: (laughs) Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, because we probably... (laughs) mm, Because we met right before I started um, going to my little fancy school. So uh, it's going to be probably more than a decade. It's going to be close to like... 11 years, I think. Because do you remember the really glorious place where we met?
0: Oh, no, Tumblr, correct? (sighs) Yep, Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah, best buddies. I messed it. I was just, I was a lonely little kid. Uh, Little kid. I was 15 years old. I'm, I'm, uh, actually, I'm turning 26 in eight days now. Woo! Uh, So, yeah, it'd be about a decade since you and I met.
2: Mm hmm. I was yeah. a
0: little kid messaging anybody I could fi- anybody I could find uh, on Tumblr that would <laughs> be friends with, and Catherine, uh, uh, said, "Yeah, I'll talk to you, little weirdo," because <laughs> I was also a little weirdo,
1: you know, also just wanting some friends.
0: But uh, we were, were primarily what you would call uh, internet friends. We we met uh, now, what three times now?
1: been like a decent like it's been like a good handful you know more than like some people
0: the first time we met was at a fallout boy and Wiz khalifa concert uh, in dallas right
1: yep yep I, i i my dad bought me the tickets in celebration of graduating high school It was so good. I cried. I remember you were there um, with your sister, Mm -hmm. but it was was a good time. I remember the bathrooms were really disgusting, but you know, I was happy to be there. It was a great time.
0: Remember the bathrooms. I don't remember that you, you, you remember a whole lot, Catherine, or maybe I just uh, drink too much, but who, who knows?
1: Um, I just, you know, I have a thing when it comes to bathrooms. Like when I was a child, I would refuse to use the school bathrooms until probably um, when I started my job, Um, because it's just like, you know, like, why go to the bathroom when you could just hold it for eight hours, almost pee on yourself going home, and then hope you make it to your house as you walk home, and then, you know, pee in the safety of your, like, bathroom. Like, you know, why go to the bathroom at school when you could just do that?
0: I'm the exact opposite, you know. I see a poor I see a white porcelain hole, and I think, uh, man, "Hey, I've had, I have a history. She has history. I'm going to use that bowl."
1: See, and I think this is the true divide of the genders, and a true <laughs> show of the fact that you know, women in this, like, well, actually, no, I need to redefine that because that would have been um, uninclusive. But um, women who are not able to utilize their penis for urinating, like they they come into this world with a disadvantage. Like every time I have to sit down on a toilet, like I'm coming into contact with every person who's been there, you know, Uh I am taking a risk. I am risking my livelihood just to, you know, go to the bathroom.
0: Now you (sighs) brought up a great point, uh, equity uh what mm-hmm. what would you uh, how would you fix the world Catherine
1: oh, so I've mentioned this to you the other day and I think it's something that's really important for um you know people to maybe consider so we live in this world of technology where theoretically like we could know the actions of a person at every moment. Like there are some people like streamers who literally record themselves just 24 seven. And then, you know, we have Christian who is regarded. And cool. I think like, this is probably, this is like probably true. Like they're being um, them being um, the most heavily documented person. Like, you know, the person that we probably know the most about their life, theoretically. But, you know, this person as they're documenting them, it's like they have issues and not just like silly little ha-ha internet issues, but like severe psychological need, mental health, like doing things that, you know, there's a reason why they were in prison. But instead of being like, hey, maybe instead of dressing in a pickle costume and chasing this person down at a mall, maybe we should recommend that authorities, you know, do a wellness check on this person because like theoretically there are guidelines within, you know, U S law that, you know, where people can let people know, Hey, this person
0: needs help. Well, speaking of podcasts, um, this is a blatant ripoff of Keith and the girl have You, I have told you about Keith and the girl. I've definitely assigned yes, it to you for ho- homework to listen to yep. if you listen to it,
1: I did peruse it. Um, I didn't give it as much attention as I should have, which I apologize for. But in my defense, there are um, forty-three seasons of Survivor.
0: There's a lot of seasons of Survivor, and you really have to Keith. I, I like Keith and the girl, but this, like I said, this is a blatant rip off mm-hmm. of uh, of Keith and the girl. You can't see us, but uh, Catherine has uh, gigantic hair i um, and just like Hamda has gigantic hair and i am a white guy uh with a full head of hair sorry keith but uh i am wearing a sleeveless <laughs> shirt um, oh i love this uh, this isn't a call out to keith and the girl but this is a a love note to keith and the girl <laughs>
1: like the best you know so like you know me I'm a little like literature nerd and some of the best pieces of literature are homages or uh I probably said that word wrong and it's okay um but yeah no like they're like directly like they're they're love letters to other pieces you know trying to continue this conversation which is like the best part of creation because like in this world there's nothing that's original and the worst thing I think someone can do is, like, fight to the death that their idea is original because you're just wasting your time. All that matters is, like, you're putting a little bit of love into whatever you're making.
0: I um, I have, yeah. there. I mean, there's no original ideas anymore. <laughs> exactly that. Uh, I don't know how far you want to get into it. And I think uh, you want to uh, keep, I don't know how far you your identity you want to keep hidden but yeah you know, we can cut this out but you are an english teacher uh, i am an english teacher yes I want to know uh what why not uh, what are some of the reading choices you give your kids and and why
1: so in the world of teaching there's what you are given to do and what you are recommended doing and then there's you doing what you feel like is best um So this, so kids, like, you know, right now, past pandemic, and like, it's been, you know, um, there's scientific studies, like constantly being conducted right now to try and figure out what's happening. But reading is something that's difficult right now, because it takes a lot of concentration. So we do a lot of short stories. Um, And so like, we do like the classic, like, yellow wallpaper, the lottery, you know, the stereotypical english stories that are a little messed up but even though you know in 10 years you'll be like why did i only read messed up things in english you like those stories you loved hearing about these weird little towns though like there's some that i'm like okay we can't do this like there's a story called a rose for emily that some other teachers have used and you know spoiler it ends with a man like romantically laying with a dead body which i feel is a little much
0: you would not be mm-hmm. alone in that in that uh thought thank you um, i w- i was reading um i went to half price books the other day and i got a book by a horror author um john it's something it's something uh his last name is coots k o o t z i believe <laughs> Oh, yeah. Classic. uh, Yeah, and within, like, I mean, I guess within, like, five minutes, he was talking about uh, you never wanted to fill up your mother.
2: (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh,
1: Um, Actually, (laughs) (laughs) so that's, like, you know, Stephen King, you know, the, like, big daddy of horror. Like, I can't read his books because it always turns into... And then I watched her voluptuous breasts bounce as she yelled at me or and stabbed the dog. Like, it's just, all of a sudden, we're talking about body parts and also, like, sexualizing young girls, you know, in the midst of grotesque things. And I'm just not down for it.
0: Uh, Stevie King... um... Wild and wacky stuff. I uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, I, I guess, I, I don't. I, writing must be hard, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. Everybody would have a, uh, uh, a book out. Um, what's the last movie you saw?
1: So the last movie I saw. <sighs> Sorry, I'm trying to think past the amount of Survivor I've watched um oh the last one i saw was a movie called i see you which see you. yes like it was released in like 2017 and it was notorious for like the um boop, 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 the movie cover had this like ugly frog that just kind of looks silly so it became like the most popular movie on netflix I'm desperate for something to watch. I'm, you know, I just spent my whole week teaching. I don't want to think. So I, you know, pop on this movie and I'm, you know, I start watching it. Like the first few seconds you see this boy on a bike who then is like clearly like supernaturally ripped from this bike, which is interesting. It's like, what the, what the fuck is, you know, like ripping this boy from his bike? And so you keep watching it, and, like, for the first 30 minutes, it's like, oh, something supernatural is happening, and you're waiting to figure out, like, what, you know, new age demon or ghost this director is going to provide for you. But then it shifts to, oh, no, actually, it's all part of this thing called frogging, which I I don't know if it's a real thing, it might be, where it's homeless, for people who are uh, individuals who are homeless, they instead of like living on the streets they like secretly live in people's houses and it's called frogging because you hop from house to house but then it turns into like oh no this guy who joined along is killing the family and blah 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 but it's and then also along the way a dad is a serial killer and Hmm. for me like for me I love you know a good horror movie like it's you know my favorite genre I'll do like If it's anything like at all scary, like if it's book, movie, game, I'll love it. Probably. Except for this movie, I see you. Because it's just, it had such a good idea. And then it ruined it. But actually what made me the most irritated is I went back to the beginning of that movie. I stopped partway through this movie and I went back and I was like, okay, so you're telling me now that this boy ran into some tripwire, there's nothing supernatural. Um, excuse me, then why is he flying six feet off his bike, nearly vertical? Like, you got to stick to, yeah, you got to stick to one thing or another. So I just wanted to, you know, what I learned from this experience is what the majority of people like at a time means nothing. Um, it could be the number one thing and it could be the most garbage possible movie you've seen in your entire life. And you've wasted an hour of your Saturday that you could have been watching Survivor. So that's the <laughs> last movie I've seen. What's the last movie you've seen, my my friend?
0: Um, you know, what I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit <laughs> to something. I uh, I've been only watching the Marvel movies on repeat over oh, and over wow. again since I've gotten access to Disney Plus um and uh some of them are really good some of them are, are mm-hmm. fantastic some of them are, i think are, are cinema gold but uh mm-hmm. some of them i think are very bad <laughs> uh and it all has to do with a uh, dialogue um or they do something called they do like a realistic dialogue right where yeah. it's they have or a, for the iron man movies specifically they have it and uh, you, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, John Favreau are off the cuffing most of the time. They they have the story, but the, the the dialogue in the scenes are kind of make it sound good, get to the point, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you get uh, it, it feels so it feels real, and I love the Iron Man movies. That's uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, Survivor, uh, what? What would you do? Uh, would okay, you, so
1: you... super quick before we transition. Um, do you think Gwyneth Paltrow, do you think she's is using any like prototypes of her um, super egg? Did you ever hear about that while she yes. was um, filming Iron Man? Do you think, you know, that was her true superpower was the egg she had inside her as she was um, filming and acting?
0: No, I think what she, her true superpower is running over somebody in a skiing accident.
1: Ah, wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I think that's a really true superpower. If I've never, you know, like, well, like I I haven't heard of that. And obviously she hasn't been held accountable for running over someone.
0: Actually, uh. Uh, Gwyneth, P- so Gwyneth Paltrow, was, was just in court? Uh, I want oh. to say a few days ago, when uh, for a 2016 ski collision involving Gwyneth Paltrow, I think she was. 2016.
2: She was on ski.
0: It, the court of uh, court of law t- goes very slow. I'm I just opened up a new browser to pull up mm-hmm. an article, and it's making the uh, Zoom mess up. Amateur podcasters doing amateur podcasting
1: it's okay you know it has that spice
0: exactly you know and if you don't uh, oh speaking of which that spice life uh i uh of course i didn't post the podcast my first at podcast episode and then immediately expect a deal from npr uh that's mm-hmm. what i that's what i wanted to happen but it didn't happen
1: i was so, about to say this kind of sounds like we're getting to our ad deal
0: no, we are <laughs> sponsored. No, we are sponsored by nobody. But oh, okay. I did get ten downloads.
2: Oh my gosh, that's
1: big money.
0: Big Woo. money. I think that I think that equals up to about uh, a tenth of a penny.
1: Oh, uh, that's pretty. You know, as a like,
0: it's probably a lot 20,
1: less. like as a twenty-year-old content creator you know like that's like you know that's kind of like sexy right there like look at you go like that's 10 people just think it could eventually be like 50 and then 100 and then eventually you know you're you're on the hot ones or whatever
0: life happens fast uh so Here, according to NPR, speaking of NPR, according to (laughs) NPR.com, NPR.org, rather, they're not a company, they're an organization. Mm -hmm. Um, Who skied into whom? After only a little more than two hours of deliberation, a Utah jury unanimously decided that it was Gwyneth Paltrow who got slammed into by the retired optometrist Terry Sanderson on the slopes of the Deer Valley Resort more than seven years ago and not the other way around. The verdict is a blow for Sanderson, who filed the lawsuit against Paltrow seeking $300,000 in damages for the injuries he sustained after she allegedly plowed into him. And uh, it is... uh, Hmm, what the fuck is that word? It is a... Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the podcast where I (laughs) reveal that I'm dyslexic. (laughs) vulnerability is beautiful it is a vindiction for the uh vindiction does that make sense yes vindication Vindication. it is a vindication for the uh oscar-winning actress who uh, countersued sanderson for one dollar in legal fees uh saying he was to blame for the 2016 collision so uh this is a call out post for sanderson come on the podcast talk Talk crap about Gwyneth Paltrow with us.
1: Tell me, did you see her egg?
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> did the egg pop out? Is that that is what we need? That is what the people want and need to know.
1: Okay. Also, what I'm thinking is, three hundred thousand dollars in like injury medical like costs. Or like even like, you know, I guess to repair these little snowmobiles, it can't be that. Like whatever happened cannot be that extensive. It kind of sounds like it was two people who, you know, refused to give up, which, you know, we love and perseverance. But it kind of feels like um, Sanderson, is this the correct name? Yes. It feels like Sanderson could have just been like, okay, Gwyneth, I respect you in your egg. How about we just, you know, make an out of court deal? Because that's what usually happens. And that's what probably, that's what usually would happen for $300,000. So, you know, Sanderson, this really is a, a call out for you because, buddy, was it worth it? Was it worth going all the way to attack the egg lady?
0: I, I, no i don't think so i think it was uh i i don't of course i wasn't on the mountain i don't know anything <laughs> that happened on the side of that mountain but whatever <laughs> did happen the court uh uh lady blind lady justice had her say and uh he said and uh, she she said not he said he, she said mm-hmm. sanderson get fucked and and he did he's he got the fucked he got the fucked <sighs> Uh, Do you do you watch a what do you uh, go to live events often? Stand up comedy, improv, stuff like that.
1: I (laughs) so a few years ago, or like probably like a year or so ago, I went to an improv event, and it was one of the. It was really funny, but not because they were funny, but because they thought they were funny. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: so i i do like i do enjoy stand-up like i regularly watch you know stand-up clips on you know youtube and reddit but improv i'm just gonna put it out there um i do believe maybe should be a dying art form um i mean this in no offense but i mean this as in how long are we going to allow some people or some groups of people to think that they're funny, you know, but stand up. Ah. We love it. Isn't
0: that the beauty of, uh, (laughs) isn't the beauty of it though? Like you're not (laughs) funny, but you're making art anyways.
1: Yes. It's like people who do the, um, performative art and all they're doing is like on all fours pretending to be a cow. I love that stuff.
0: I agree. I uh, I much, um, or no, I don't I guess I disagree. I much prefer stand-up <laughs> comedy.
1: Yeah, no, that's um, why I said I love stand-up comedy, but improv is, should eventually die.
0: Like, sometimes I oh, man. Sometimes I get so worried about what I'm going to say next, I forget to live in the moment, Catherine.
1: No, man, live in the moment. You can disagree with me all you want, because I will always see you. As this beautiful boy, now man, who I met on Tumblr,
0: Catherine, you has always been, always been smarter, uh, just a genius. See, uh, <laughs> you graduated high school at sixteen years old, Craig. I did, yes. The wild stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well like uh, not
1: like technically graduated, but like I started college at sixteen. Yeah, you went
0: into college. Well, that's that's still insane. You are. Uh, You've always been smarter than me and I've always looked up to you for that reason. And uh, you say such nice, you say two nice things to me, Your Things you say to me are too nice sometimes.
1: No, man. I like, look, I'm one of those people, like, I, like, I really love to compliment people, but I can only give honest compliments. One of the most painful things, like, is trying to, like, give someone a make-believe compliment. Like, because like I could you know, sit in front of you and I could like, or like, you know, like my other people in my life I really love, and I could just spout out compliments, and I would really genuinely mean it, but there's some people I would like sit in front of them, and I would try to say something nice, and it would just be like,, mm, you're really good at not stopping breathing. Like you're really good at looking ugly like
0: <sighs> wow but you can really clear a room can't you
1: <laughs> uh-huh it's a it's a skill set and i i love it it's what makes me a good teacher <laughs> take this pink ribbon off my eyes i'm
2: exposed and it's no big
0: Previously, that I've always wanted to start a podcast, and I—I um, yes. I don't know. The problem is, I—I don't have any ideas. I usually just start talking, but that's where I uh, get a—that's uh, uh, where I fall apart, you know, with my ums and butts and stuff. It just makes no sense. You got any podcast ideas that you've been throwing around? That you haven't started yet. Um. So
1: I think like reactionary podcasting has always you know been a classic for a reason like I always like like your original pitch to me of you know let's read something and talk about it I love that because it's like all the time like you know I see things where I'm like I have to tell someone about this like okay I know I'm gonna bring up Survivor again but the other day I was watching this video And then um, I learned that in during one season of Survivor, a contestant who already really seemed like they were itching for some Coke, he discovered a break of cocaine on the beach. And like he even opened it up and like touched and everything but then the producers were like, hold up champ. Like, I think if you're like on cocaine during this whole thing, you're probably, you know, that's a disadvantage. But apparently the producers, you know, took the cocaine and then, you know, had a party of their own. And it's just like y- you learn things like that and it's amazing. Or something that's not survivor related. Like I still think about um that one recent event where it was the female police officer who was having these like um group sex parties with her male mm-hmm. police officer cohorts. And, you know, it turned in from like, oh, well, you know, just adults doing adult things and the husband, you know, being like, I still accept her and love her to now she's saying that these men groomed her. And it's like, I see things like that. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, why is this the thing that I keep seeing everywhere? Like, I'm sure there are more important things happening than... A group of police officers having sex with each other which while it is shocking and interesting but it's like why is that what we're you know like put it on the front page but then also it's like why like it's just like how does this become like the hot story in like how is this like I don't know it's just like one of those things that baffles me and it's just like one of those things where I'm like what do you think about this what do you think about this group of police officers who are having sex with each other and then it turned from the husband being like I'm okay with it because I'm a cook to you know actually I was groomed like it's just like you know so many things going on it's just like if I like to talk to people more and not just like five people, it's just like I'd be asking everyone, like, "What do you think about these police officers?" So you know, like, you know, like, so like for example, right now, Joey, like, w- when you've seen all this, what, what were what what were your first thoughts?
0: The uh, well, the uh police are they're militarized. They mm-hmm. uh, every day they gear up and they go and they get they get a, a big speech. They get a uh how this you're on the front lines of uh protecting uh protecting america from from crime and there uh there's a a camaraderie uh, a, a blue shield as you as you uh, would mm-hmm. to protect what happens on the inside so i i'm i tend to believe that maybe uh, that yes that police officer was perhaps coerced because if there's i don't know the statistics on it and but i know that there's a gigantic amount of rape that happens in yeah in the military. and if the police are militarized if the police think that they're being are are uh fear for their life like they're and are getting ptsd what's stopping them from having the same exact statistic No. Yeah. now that, it's a it's a it's a quote-unquote comedy podcast getting it down in the dumps <laughs> But I think uh, that's a, it's a, it's a realistic question that while I think something might be going on.
1: Yeah, no, like, and that's like exactly why I'm like, it's just like, why, you know, things like this. So it's like earlier, I was talking about the Christian Kanye West and it's like, (laughs) like anytime I see anything about it, it's like, like, everything, you know, like, is focusing on how ridiculous is, but, like, you know, you're right, and that's something, you know, I've overlooked, is the reality that, you know, that this is, like, some bigger inherent problem that, you know, instead of being focused on the fact that this is a culture that was allowed to happen, like, even if, like, she was a consenting party, the fact is, is, like, she got to a point where she was a consenting party, and that in between is really what should be worried about is you know, what is happening to we get to a point where you know we get to this situation? And it's instead of like, and like every time I see anything about it, it's just like the same thing over and over again, or like some like continuation. But like, you know, you're right, like the real problem is, is how did we even get to this point that this is even happening like instead of you know talking about really the development of like or instead of like focusing solely on these individual people in this individual situation like you know like how is this even happening like is this happening other places because I mean you know like because with the military like that's a major concern is like whether or not it's a establishment meant to do its prescribed purpose of protecting our like nation or is it a establishment of creating people who are willing to do certain things because like statistically speaking marines have a extremely high percentage of individuals who end up committing like felony crimes like such as murder Because I mean, like, Marines are like, more or less psychologically tortured to be killing machines. And so like, no, like, that's really, no, it's like, so even though like, we are this comedy podcast, it's like, things that need to be talked about, because otherwise, we live in this silly little world, where instead of thinking of how things are happening we just you know see oh my gosh this is crazy and then we move on from it well uh,
0: going back to what you just said about uh they the statistic is uh i got i pulled up the statistics so we're not just talking out of our asses yeah 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 eight percent of uh in 2021 eight percent of women in the military um reported unwanted sexual advances Mm mm-hmm I kind uh, of, that doesn't seem like, eight, eight, okay, 1% is a massive number. 8% doesn't seem like a big number. It hasn't breached 10. I would, I well, want to know how many people are not talking about it. Are, are...
1: Exactly. And with like all statistics, it's generally like, and so for this, I'm not speaking from um, like, oh, this is the facts of statistics, but there's always going to be a percentage of individuals who are not reporting like, you know, that's a common thing in all statistics. But for something as sensitive as sexual assault, especially in something like the military, where you are, you know, it like as someone who hasn't been in the military, but someone who has a lot of family who's been in the military, it's a culture of shame in which you are made to believe that you are meant to be a quote unquote strong person who is only, um, focused on doing what needs to be done and to, you know, focus on your vulnerability, like that's, you know, like I said, it's shamed upon. And so that's, I would say that there's probably at least, and again, this is going to be like over-inflating it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's double that, that it's at least 16% of women when you're including, you know, the fact that there's like always going to be people who don't report, but especially when your environment, when, I mean your own, whole entire livelihood is going to be threatened if you report it.
0: I just got I just read a very interesting uh statistic about uh the ne- uh, the next uh, the uh, the next topic we talked about uh military men military men service individuals what am I trying to say it, people in the army mm-hmm. veterans I guess veterans that's the word um in 2019, 44% of all U.S. citizens sentenced uh, spent a uh, an average length of time of, uh, in, in the army in the, in yep. the previous 23 years. I yep. would all the, the next one is the most shocking. Military uh, uh, veterans are, well, according to this. Uh, eleven, make up eleven point six percent of child pornography offenses.
1: Yep. Um, and so like for that, I, I don't have like, and so for like, no, I'm gonna that will cut out. But what I was about to say.
0: What what I okay, here's probably gonna put something. I'll put my foot in my mouth with this, but uh-huh. what is child pornography about, right? Is it about sexualizing the child or is it about having power over somebody else?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And so, like, what I was about to say, and I was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't, is that people, it's, like, the same thing as, like, people who get really, really rich and get a lot of money. Like, I am, like, because, like, it's, no, like, it's been proven. Like, there is, like, a, like, Hollywood, like, you know, like, issue with, like, pedophilia. Because in like, in like also like CEOs, like, you know, like um, Epstein Island, all that was like, that's all that was about is like people who have so much power or feel like they have so much power, whether it be because they're in a situation where they have been given the right to kill. And so, you know, they have this God complex or it be money or whatever. But when you feel like you're invincible, it's like, well, what can I do next? And so the next thing is, well, I'm going to do something that I'm not supposed to do. It's, you know, the reason why, like historically, whenever there's been major conflicts, like think of like um, um, Mongolian Empire, like one of their foundations was to not only like burn down these places, but also to rape the women. Um, And so doing these things that are like these gross acts, such as like, you know, collecting child pornography or being, you know, even an active like um child predator, it's, you know, like i yeah, it's it's not, you know, about like ooh, this is my like specific fetish maybe, but instead it's like i'm doing this because i can. I'm going to do the thing that i'm not supposed to because i believe i have the authority to.
0: Uh, going back, just to cite my sources properly, so nobody uh, uh, <laughs> sues us. So no, so the, some veteran association sues us, uh, this is the United States Sentencing Commission. It's mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a lovely shade of purple. The book, I, I it's a pretty purple. But for uh, what it's for what's inside, I think it should be black and white really. But I like the purple they chose. Love it. <laughs> we love. Designer. <laughs> in the army. <laughs> uh. uh this is uh federal offenders who served in the armed forces. It's it's a it's a, a booklet, it's a full report uh for the fiscal year of 2019, uh, published in October of 2021. So we're not just getting this stuff from a blog, uh mm-hmm. but it's it's a pro- we're probably stumbling upon something real that, you, that what happens when you set loose somebody who was giving some, given a position of power, I'm not saying that all military men are no. going, are all going to be pedophiles, are all going to go out and murder or beat their spouses. No. No. There are, there's therapy, there's medications, there yes. are support systems that prevent that, that transition of uh, somebody mm-hmm. who was in a position of power into civilian life. But no, it, vast a majority, yeah. I, I would say I would say a large amount don't take advantage of this,
2: uh
0: mm-hmm. of it enough. Because, like you said a while ago, it's a it's a um uh, a culture of shame. Uh you're too shamed to get your help with your PTSD, with your nightmares. So you retreat to a bottle or you retreat to doing or you retreat to uh, making things, doing things that make you feel pow- powerful, such as beating somebody, assaulting somebody, or uh, collecting child pornography. How many times have we said child pornography in this episode?
1: Yeah, you know this episode, it went from like hee hee haha to we're like real Bombing fucking talk, shit. man.
0: Because I feel, I feel you, you of all people, uh, a teacher Mm -hmm. can speak on this, that they're your babies, you know? Yes. And you want to, and you want to take care of them as much as you can. I'm not a teacher. Nobody wants me around kids.
1: (laughs) I, you'd be fine around kids. I think it's more, you would not want to be around them because it's, that's, I think the well, well, I'll, I will say that part of the reason why I have um, decided to keep teaching, even though I am probably, like, weakly bullied by children and their parents and my administrators, um, is because I want to stay in this job so that no one else can, you know, be in it. People, or not flag that, but, like, as in people who have no business being in the classroom, they can't because I'm there. I've already filled this spot, so... Someone who has no business being around kids, you don't get the opportunity. You, it's more of an issue if you don't want to be around the kids. They're a lot. I love them. I, you know, I'm I'm happy to do things for them and like put my effort into like my job. But they're a lot. They're annoying.
0: Speaking of children and annoying and uh um, you, you this is probably getting back into head too heavy of a topic, but uh. <laughs> the recent uh shooting in nashville of course
2: um
0: has your school done anything to uh any measures any talks any uh outreach or is it just This
1: this whole year has been about you know focusing on safety measures like this year we have to always have our doors locked um and, like, there's a lot more emphasis on making, like, there should be, like, there's a lot more emphasis on making sure kids are where they need to be, instead of wandering around somewhere in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have, I think, a, another SRO on campus. Um, but, you know, like, there's, like, everyone is now on high alert, and anytime anything happens, you know, we spend a week, you know, reminding everyone, like, here are things we can do to make sure we are safe, as well as, you know, like, reminding everyone that we do have our on-campus um, 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 crisis counselors, as well as our general counselors, and so it's, like, this whole year, like, has been just, like, a constant reminder of this place where people should be safe you never know when something bad's going to happen, which is scary. Like, it's like, like, you know, like working as a teacher is like, I would say like probably at least every year, there's at least one moment where, whether it be like a national school shooting or like I've had before a student come up to me and be like, Hey, someone just told me that someone is threatening to come shoot up our school. And I'm having to like, call a principal be like hey um we might have a gun threat and it's just like the reality of being a teacher but I mean like that's the world we live in where no matter where you are like I would say probably the safest you know place to work is probably at home it's why a lot of people I'm like right now there's like uh uh various groups of people who are fighting for the right to stay at home because, you know, they were allowed to stay at home, but now various businesses are like, just kidding, you should be back in office now. But it's, you know, being anywhere in the public world can be scary, especially, you know, if you're in a place with vulnerable vulnerable people, whether it be like a hospital, um, a school, a church, um, or like any other place of worship.
0: You, you're absolutely right. It's um, it doesn't. We're we're not. I mean, we're not in Ukraine. You know, we're not. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a war zone outside, but it certainly it looks like it, feels like it on the news, right? Yep. Or is that just it, the plain media?
1: <laughs> or is it just the media trying to manipulate us all? Because maybe it's just the libs trying
0: people can sense our (laughs) our um the voice change as much as we hope (laughs) oh i hope so oh because (laughs)
1: i am the lib i I, am the i am the dirty literal little liberal who loves women and loves when uh, gay people get married you know
0: Actually, that reminds me. Uh, i now we're going to segue into. I went to the Addison Improv last night. Yes, Again, I I saw. Uh, now I don't want to get this. I don't want to get the name wrong because I'm about to shout out the podcast. Uh, their podcast as well. Um, yeah, it's at uh, Jordan Jensen with B and Ian. Um, b n b e i n I believe there's an apostrophe, and then and ian B-N-E-N um now they're it's it's a relatively young podcast they have 36 episodes i have three so i'm i'm behind (laughs) you buddies i'm behind (laughs) you i'm i'm coming for your breakfast um (laughs) munch a munch and uh there was one joke uh where she goes uh is there any boy is there any oh god i'm gonna butcher it up uh but is there any uh npr soy boy cucks in here (laughs) (laughs) and i i of course my i my asshole clenched i was like oh that's me i
2: was about to say like oh she's talking to you
0: and i was like uh, but it was it was a very funny show a uh, very funny show there was a um a, they did they, she did make a nashville shooting joke and oh, uh, mix no. it in with the trans joke which mm. I it was it, oh. the room thought it was a little too soon
1: <laughs> no the rule is like you have to <sighs> okay I don't know it but there is an episode of South Park it's it's the other thing like I'm like autistically obsessed with like su- Survivor um. as someone who like has been told yeah you probably are but I'm not paying $3,000 for someone to tell me I'm like officially autistic no thank you Um, but anyways So there is an episode of South Park where, you know, they give a time frame of when things are funny again, like they measured when um, 9-11 is funny again, when AIDS is funny again, which I don't know about that. Um, I think it's, yeah. But anyway, I think it's like, you know, maybe like six years or something. So I think we have some time. But also I, you know, like, like, you know, I don't know. If a school shooting could ever, you know, really be funny, but that's just my personal input.
0: That's uh, I I thought the show was, I thought the show was funny. I I, I don't go to stand up comedy very often, <laughs> um, but I did, I did do the ooh as uh mm-hmm. the the uh, the crowd losing ooh, but uh, mm-hmm. she swiftly got the crowd back after that. It's it's a it's a Texas crowd so I mean it was Addison mm-hmm. so it was a little more liberal but it's still a Texas crowd. Yeah. Um, we are all allowed to
1: have our like mild bad taste moments.
0: Speaking of bad taste moments, I wrote an article. Love it. I uh I'm actually uh I don't know if North Texas Daily wants me to say that I would i uh, at all affiliated with them on this podcast after we talked about uh <laughs> after we talked about military and police sexual assaults and now we're getting into this article i wrote yeah so um as you probably know and uh as, um i don't yeah no it's you're you are you work in a state uh, technically a state agency so it would affect you mm-hmm. but uh governor greg abbott uh <laughs> issued a um uh an executive order in December of 2021 saying that um, uh, basically uh, declaring diversity, equity, and inclusion practices do the opposite of intended. Uh, and UNT was very slow. It's now 2023. They were very slow to uh, uh, implement or to take it to pause. They didn't. They didn't pause. They didn't even take it away. They just paused it. But uh, I got uh, my editor. My editor helped me with this article quite a bit. They uh, they basically they wrote the whole fucking thing, and I just got the quotes. Uh, but Aiden did a fantastic job on this article, and I'm gonna I want to read it, and I want to get your reaction to it. I'm gonna read it, and then I want to read my original one, and then I want to get your reaction to it. Uh, students are concerned about the direction of the university after uh, the UNT's. UNT systems pausing of new diversity, equity, and inclusion policies on campus Uh, and other Texas uh, legislation seeking to remove any DEI uh, policies from colleges. I didn't write that. Um, Let's see, the UNT system is the last of the major Texas university systems to pause its DEI hiring practices in response to a letter sent from the governor's office that said, it is illegal to hire based on anything other than merit. While the university's student body is over 60% people of color, only 37% of professors are POC, according to the uh, UNT's 2021-2022 student fact book. Now, these are the, this is what I did get. This is the quotes. Um, disappointed, but not surprised. UNT is known <laughs> to use diversity as a crutch. Recent graduate and writing tutor Sophie Flower said, "Um, you, uh, I'm just. I'm not gonna read the whole. File. I'm not gonna read the whole. Uh, the UNT system has not released any more comments about the future of DEI practices on campus uh, beyond the letter sent by Chancellor Michael Williams on March eight. While the uh, decision made by Chancellor only uh, by the Chancellor only applies to new policies and certain hiring pra- uh, practices." A bill was uh, filed in uh, the Texas legislature on March 11th that would outright ban all DEI incentives, including the removal of DEI offices. Now, bad stuff. What's your reaction? Give me your reaction so far.
1: So my first thing is people who are not understanding why these practices are put in place. It's, and I'm trying to, what's it called when colleges, um, try to have like a certain percentage of like diversity within their admissions, but you know what I'm talking about?
0: That not be inclusion or equity or diversity?
1: Uh, yeah. So like, um, so like, yeah, like, so like there's like this policy that I can't remember what it's called. Um, any of our like fantastic viewers or listeners, you're so welcome. to let me know what it's called. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> kisses. Um but yeah, so like there's policy with colleges where um they try to have certain percentages of more or less like non-white people administered to a college. And for always they're trying to, you know, get these policies banned. But the reason why we have that those policies as well as these DI, these diversity, equity and conclusion practices, is because we have decades and decades and decades of science in psychological study and anthropological study that shows that humans have distinct biases on how we view people. And it's not like that all people are racist or all people are ableist or anything like that, but it's just like in our caveman brain in that like you know, it's just like the like the idea of the fear of the unknown. If we don't know what something is, our psychological innate instinct is to be afraid of it because we don't know what it is. You know, maybe it's like a tiger that will kill us, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's because like if people, if like one or two people or this like committee of people are allowed to, you know, willy-nilly admit people there is a scientific, again, like research-based evidence that this group of people are gonna be more likely to um, not administer or like um, allow admission or hire people with um, visible disabilities, with non-white sounding names. Like that's like something that, you know, um, like I think is like such like, not necessarily like it's like the most firm, like proof of this, but it's something that has been shown again and again in research studies is that when people are asked to like decide, like, oh, who you would hire or who would you quote unquote like rank as the best, people with more like Aryan, non quote unquote ethnic names, those are the ones that they're going to hire first as opposed to others when it comes to committees which are. Um, mostly comprised of white individuals and also like you know in part of that innate nature we as humans we are most typically and in, again innately drawn to people who, who we see as most like ourselves and I mean like that's like not to say that like you know like for a lot of us like we end up doing the opposite where we tend to be drawn to people who are not necessarily like us because you know the interest of like just wanting to get to know people but yeah and so it's just like the reason why we have these policies is not to say that oh white people are bad oh men are bad no it's we have to do something against the fact that psychologically humans will do certain things like it's the reason why we have laws and it's not as extreme of like you know stopping people from murdering each other when like you know you find out that your husband or wife or otherwise significant other has like three other partners or whatever. I, I've i always been a really big fan of like Snapped and everything. You know, that's why that's my specific example. But it's just like, you know, we have to do things to protect them, ourselves from ourselves. And if like people, and like the fact that people are so put off by the idea of people wanting to make sure everyone has a chance to, you know, be hired equally without being seen as just, you know, this individual with a disability or this individual who is this race or whatever. It's like, don't you have better things to worry about? Yeah, that's all.
0: Um, Hey, very astute, very astute. Uh, As you can probably tell, uh, the free version of Zoom is about to kick us off. We got about seven minutes left before the man uh, gets us down. I don't know what the fucks up with everybody wanting money to use the software they created.
2: Uh,
0: of yeah, course, I'm it's being like, facetious. It's art, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 mm-hmm. their piece of art, and we're using it.
2: Thank you, Zoom.
0: Thank you. I'll probably will I'll probably will upgrade. It's only like what fifteen dollars. I'll probably upgrade to a uh, premium.
2: Yeah, me so too, can, girly
0: i can do this for longer uh because i'm having the time of my life in zoom i mean keith and the girl you shouldn't have released your secrets this is you you told me you told no they're using us they're using Streamyard, but for the longest time they did use zoom and uh zoom makes it stupid easy to record podcasts so it, 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 if you have an idea how come you're not fucking podcasting already come on it's easy it's exactly dumb-y.
1: like it's with paltrow where's your um vaginal egg podcast come on
0: what are i'm pretty sure she does have a podcast actually.
1: <laughs> but is it about the egg that's all that i care about I everything think it's else goop.
0: i think it's a goop podcast
1: okay 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 that's good thank you what? i thank you for educating me
0: what are we naming this episode um <sighs> and uh, i i'm uh the obvious is child pornography
1: yeah i think that would definitely get us some sponsors in the future um that definitely will not be a significant part of my digital in your digital footprint as well as anyone else who's on this podcast like yeah definitely there we go now Catherine,
0: uh, why does it say that you download a child pornography
1: <laughs> no exactly like There are listeners. They're okay. Like when we get to our hundredth episode, and they're like, "Wow, this slaps," and then (laughs) they're just trying to listen. Oh, we can't do that to them. Um, so I'm guess I'm guessing we have like two more minutes or so before. Five
0: minutes. Do you not see the countdown?
1: Oh Oh, no, I cannot. But also, I I don't have a real um understanding of time passing.
0: Um. <sighs> <laughs> um, um, I think we should um uh, Iron it Man's it. Egg. When it paltrow laid an egg.
1: Yes, love it. When it's Paltrow kiss. laid
0: an egg. Uh or is that too Ugh. misogynist?
1: <laughs> I don't think it's misogynistic because we're not like talking about like Like and the idea of like women in their eggs, but the idea that like she's like this is a woman who was selling an egg you put in you know your yonic space.
0: Not in order to. Not only that, she also made a candle with the the scent of her vagina.
2: I really want the candle, but I'm also i Honestly, afraid. I want to know what it
0: smells like. Uh, but does that make me? But she does not want me to buy it. <laughs> she is like, who's buying my candle? And it was a picture of me, like, oh, tar- oh give him his money back. No, oh my- she wants God.
2: everyone to smell it.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. If I do ever buy this candle, that's when I'll, you know, immediately drive to you and be like, hey, I know it's 3 a.m., but I need you to smell this vagina
0: candle. You know what? We're going to give it a Google. Goop <coughs> vagina. <laughs> How much is it? How much is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. This smells like my vagina. <laughs> no way. It's only $75. <laughs> I can be sniffing. <laughs> oh. And you get 10% off.
1: Wow. I love um capitalism. I love that I can buy things like that. But actually, you know, I think I just instead I think I'm just gonna go ahead and on eBay for that amount of money buy um Bell Delphine's Bathwater.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gnarly stuff. We'll call it, yeah, we're gonna call it Gwyneth Paltrow Laden Egg. Um love him. okay, I'm gonna turn off okay uh well hold on i guess i, I don't know how to end up. bye guys
1: bye thank you for this time um thank you for sponsoring me and then thank you for looking up that phrase i couldn't think of you're also great xoxo gossip squirrel take this pink ribbon off my eyes i'm exposed and it's
2: no big surprise.